We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. If you had faith as a seed, you would say, He's telling you that faith works like a seed. The way you plant it is to say it. You speak the thing desired, what you want done with it. And he says that it would obey you. The inanimate object, the problem, the situation would obey you. And if you'll just check up on it, it has been obeying you all these years. But you've been telling it to grow greater and bigger and you can't get over it. (laughs) Well, you need to change that. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 13. Paul says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. Now what Paul is saying is, whatever you believe, you're going to speak. He's quoting an Old Testament scripture found in Psalms 116, verse 10, where David said, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. Paul says, we also believe and we speak. Well, now, you want to know why you've been saying all those bad things and all of this negative stuff? Because you believed it. You're releasing it out of your mouth. You're releasing spiritual forces. You're releasing your faith in those things that you've been talking. That's why it's important that you watch what you say. Now, come back over to the Romans, the fourth chapter there, and let's read verse 13. Paul says, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now catch the phrase there, the righteousness of faith. You ought to underline it. Come on down to verse 16. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Now, if you get the flow of the thing here, he's saying that this promise that Abraham would be heir of the world was to Abraham and his seed was not through the law, but through the righteousness which is of faith. Then he says, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Now, do you understand what he's saying here? If you don't, let me read you here in the fifth chapter of Romans. It'll help you in verse 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. The only way that you have access into the grace of God today under the new covenant is through faith. You cannot get access to the grace of God through the law. You cannot get access into God's grace through works. It just doesn't happen under the new covenant. Under the old covenant, that was the way it worked. Under the new covenant, it is by faith. Now, you can understand this a little better. He says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to this end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. In other words, the seed of Abraham would be heir of the world. Now, what does that have to do with us? Galatians 3, 29 says, If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. What promise is he referring to? This promise right here, where he said that Abraham and his seed would be heir of the world. 
Somebody said, well, I don't believe we'll ever live long enough to see that. Well, you just hide and watch. (laughs) We'll make it, thank God. Now go to Romans, the 10th chapter. Listen to what Paul says. In fact, I want to start with verse 1 here, because I want you to get this. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Have you ever seen anybody with a zeal of God, but it wasn't according to knowledge? There's a lot of people in that situation. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness. Now, do you understand what he's saying? They're ignorant of the fact that God has given His righteousness to us through His Son, Jesus. They go about to establish their own righteousness by their own good works, by their own doings, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith. Now here's the phrase again. Remember? Let's read it again. Romans the fourth chapter, verse 13, where it says the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham and his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That's the way it's going to come into consummation is through the righteousness which is of faith. Now he tells you, Paul is going to tell you what the righteousness which is of faith would do. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Now he's going to tell you, first of all, what the righteousness of faith wouldn't say. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ again from the dead? Now, do you understand what he's inferring here? Paul is saying, the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say, you'll have to bring Jesus back to get these things done on the earth. You'll have to bring Jesus back to get healed. You'll have to bring Jesus, reverse the process of death, bring Jesus back up on this earth in his physical flesh, blood, and bone body so that he can work the miracles that he did. He said, the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say that. But what saith it? What saith what? The righteousness which is of faith. Now, here's what it says. The righteousness which is of faith says, The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith is the word of God. God's word is filled with faith. That's the reason it's called the word of faith. The faith is in the Word to cause the promise to come to pass in your life. And here Paul is saying that you don't have to bring Jesus back. The Word will do the same thing that Jesus did when He was here on the earth. And if you just get the Word in your mouth and you speak the Word concerning the promise, then He said you'll have the manifestation of it. That's what He's saying to us. Now, take Psalms 107, verse 20. It says, God sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent His Word and did it. Didn't say He sent His Word to do it. I think sometimes we thought He said, He sent His Word to do it. No, He said He sent His Word and did it. In other words, God considers it already done. Now you might say, well, I'm not healed. Or I'm not delivered. Well, it's not God's fault. He sent His Word and did it. <laughs> 
Now, if you thought he sent his word to do it, and you sitting around waiting for his word to do it, you may not get it. But he sent his word and did it. In other words, that's all that'll have to be done. Through the word of God, we can claim the promises of God that'll cause the manifestation in our life. Now, there's many dear people, bless their darling hearts, that say, oh, I don't believe in this name it and claim it stuff. Well, I do. The Bible named it, God named it, and I just claimed it. Thank God. And it works for me. They say, well, it don't work for them. Well, I can imagine why. Because they don't believe it. They don't operate in it. Now, notice what Paul said. The word is first in your mouth, and then it's in your heart. Now, remember what we're talking about in this session. The heart produces whatever you plant in it. Now, that's why I'm going into such detail concerning God's Word. Now, let's go to Mark, the fourth chapter. Here's the parable of the sower. Now, let's see if what we're saying agrees with the Word of God or if God's Word agrees with what we're saying. See, you have no right to believe what I said just because I said it. Check it out in the Word of God. Now, here's the parable of the sower. Now, I'm not going to go into the parable itself. I'm going to deal with what Jesus said about the parable because he explained the parable. And he says it is the parable of all parables, really. And he said, if you have ears to hear, let a man hear. Verse 11 here. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. And unto them that are without all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see not. Now, what's he saying? He's saying to you that are born again, that have ears to hear, want to learn of the principles of the kingdom, then it is already given, God's already decided, you ought to know how the kingdom of God works. And that's the reason he's revealing it to you in this parable. The scripture says that he opened his mouth in parables and he spoke things that had been kept secret from the foundation of the world. This is one of the things that had been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Now watch closely how it follows the pattern that we've just talked about and that Paul has spoken about. The righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh me even in my mouth and in my heart. That's the way you get the word in your heart. You put it in your mouth, you speak it out of your mouth and it gets in your heart, goes right into the heart. Verse 14, he says, the sower soweth the word. Now, this is Jesus explaining the parable. The sower soweth the word. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard... Now, let me give you Matthew's account of this. This account in Mark's gospel here, if you're not careful, you'll misunderstand what he's saying. It seems to indicate that once you receive the word, that Satan could just steal it any time he got ready. But now Matthew's account says, He that heareth the word and understandeth it not. Now, that's the key. When you don't understand the Word of God, Satan can steal it from you. That's why that people pray wrong. is because they don't understand the Word of God. Then Satan steals from them because of that. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. This is the last day for CD offer number 7233. It's entitled, The Cure for Doubt and Unbelief. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. A total of $19. How do you cure doubt? You find out what the Word said. Did you know it's impossible to pray the prayer of faith if you don't know what God said about the subject? Because faith comes from the Word of God.
So if you don't know what God said, it's impossible for you to have Bible faith concerning that matter that you're praying about or whatever the situation is. There is a principle in the Word of God that will cover every situation in life. It may not just say thus and so for the situation you're going through, but there's a principle. The Scripture says, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, to the problem, to the situation, Be thou removed, be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but believe what he saith, and come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So check up on yourself. What have you been saying? Have you been saying what you've been experiencing in life? Then there's the problem. You're saying what you have, and you'll have what you say. Because the Apostle Paul said, the word is in your mouth, then it's in your heart. It's like planting a seed. When you plant a seed, it makes a demand on the soil to see to it that what you planted comes up. Now, some of you have been saying, well, now, this is the way it is. I never can get ahead because if we ever save any money, all the kids come down sick. We have to spend every dime on doctor bills. Well, you've made an appointment with the devil. Quit saying those things. Begin to say what God's Word says. By His stripes ye were healed. You're blessed coming in, going out in the basket in the store. Well, I'd like to preach it now. That's offer number 7233, Cure for Doubt and Unbelief. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. Our toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.